2: What Everything. creeps have you been listening to this week?
1: Well, welcome back <laughs> to, the, to creep. the creep dive. Do
3: you know what we dropped that was really good in one of the episodes? What the was harmony.
1: Was it? Why did you did you cut it
3: out? No, no, we just we only did it one time. Yeah, how did it sound? Terrible. Really really good terrible what were we, we saying I can't even remember we like it should be our thing we harmonised the creep dive as if da it was like the old MTV logo creep,
1: creep die. Die. really oh well it made me feel unwell no it's really good <laughs> like unsettling
3: It's going to sound extra special when I auto-tune it. Ah, nice. Did you do that
2: to the last one? No, it was actually perfect. It was just perfect, just perfect as it was. Just like us ladies, no new year, new me the instagram
1: has spoken are you trying I'm,
3: I'm not
1: it's gonna i my my instagram is so intense these days i'm afraid to fucking look at it because <laughs> if i look I at something
3: hate it all i think we should just switch off the internet and be done with it now just Wait, turn
1: it off that would radically
2: interfere with our premise I've for tried, this podcast I've tr-
3: yeah i know I've, i'm <laughs> struggling with that i'm trying to think about how we can turn off the internet but keep on podcasts and keep our research available? Depends on what you do. Like if you, you know. We I just think like people should not. There's certain people they've noticed over the last couple. You know, it's so intense at Christmas and New Year's of people posting. There's Very just, frightening. There's Very a lot of people who's internet. There's a lot of feelings, be, Cassie. Yeah, they should just be restricted. A lot of feelings. Take
1: back. It's time to feel some feelings about our stories. I, who's doing the longing? I got the longing. What way do you want to work this, ladies? How's well, yours, I, Cass? Um,
3: I, uh, I haven't actually done my homework. I'm here to listen, observe, and comment. <laughs> oh
1: my gosh! Uh, <laughs> that's that's it. And typically, if you're if you well, how many episodes? It's is Typically, this? you. Is this, this is episode fourth five. episode. Five. This that is episode five. episode five. Yeah. Well, my my. It's my
3: technically your turn to do the long one. J- okay, I'll do, I'll, I'll do a long yarn <laughs> uh, today. <laughs> you can tell a story, and then next week's episode, <laughs> we'll unravel all the uh, the
2: lies in it. I can't believe I, well, that even just off the top of your head. You can't come up with this. i know that thing. i do
3: but i have that really really <laughs> bad really bad flu brain where i keep forgetting things i've left loads of things behind i've lost my keys i went down to the shop the other day to buy something that was specifically told to get i had to go over to Nutgrove grove to get it and i got the wrong thing
1: that's fascinating I'm just yeah is that your story brain. are we here for the creeping dive into your flu brain come on it you must, must have something weird Let's go for we'll the come back one first. And we'll one first. She might think of something listening to us. You go first. You well, go my first. one is, uh, you're to not going to like this, cast. in, just the tip
2: first. Go on, Is this going to be disgusting. Is it more or oh, no, no. oscillating?
1: No, no,
3: no. Are you going to tell the Ricky Martin story again? I'm not telling the Ricky Martin story. <laughs> or did I say it? That's a Ricky reference to uh, If you want to hear the actual, the first telling of the Ricky Head Martin story. Head on over. Story. Head on over to Mother of
1: Pod for this week's episode. Peanut butter and ghee. Say no more. Let's say no more. Not the Indian. Ge- however, I'm trying to think of a my story. single Ricky
2: Martin song to sing that to the tune of. My
1: story began in my head. I was like, what am I going to do for the creep dive? Trying, you know, the way you trawl through, you're like, bah, bah, bah. it's in there already. You just need to decide <laughs> yeah, on the just, weird story and like go research. It's like a Rolodex mm. of weird tabs that
2: you've had open
1: over the past
2: kind of 10 years. That's yeah. exactly
1: what it's like. So uh, so I was doing some shit and I was like, Sinead, Sinead O'Connor that story, of course. And so I was on my phone looking. it spent about five minutes. I was like, oh, I must must have got the wording wrong here. I can't find any of this shit that I remember. Keeps, kept scrolling. I can find none of this. So what I'm going to tell you is what I remember, <laughs> which is... Right, it's so going to be so libelous, but, but I, I did think of that and I was thinking in my head, is there a way to be to preface this with this is a story I remember Sinead telling about Prince? Now, I am sure i fucking read this, I'm sure that it appeared on Sinead O'Connor's official Facebook page. That's that's how it, I'm I'm sure it did. So I went back to try and find that. Her no, page none gone. of
2: that. Those assurances don't actually yeah, just sound very legitimate. But anyway, go like, on.
1: Hey, just because you I have said it. My so it's word not, not liable. That this wasn't a lucid dream. <laughs> well, well, all I'm saying is she wrote it. Mm-hmm. It's disappeared. What I did find <laughs> when I started looking was that uh, Prince's estate have, they're suing her. Because not because of this story. But because of a different thing, she said she she apparently she said to the police in the states she confirmed that that Prince was a heavy drug user, right? Okay, that's not my story. Okay, it does involve Prince. Then I was talking. Dan came out from work and I was like, Dan, you remember that Sinead O'Connor story? And he said, Yeah, 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 the one with the pillowcase. And I was like, Yeah, and Prince, yeah. And he was like, Yeah. And he said it's (laughs) from (laughs) her autobiography. And I was like, Class, I'll just find that. Doesn't exist. (laughs) I think this case that she's, that they're suing her, right? I think they've cleared the decks. I think it's halted her biography. And they've taken the obviously, the original post. Here we go. Okay. Okay. As you know, or may know, or may not know, um, the song, what's it called again? Nothing Compares to You was written by Prince. Yes. Now. Okay. So Sinead uh, obviously sang the song, had a massive hit. Yes. Huge hit, in fact. And if you believe what Sinead said, it made Prince an awful lot of money at a time that he didn't have a lot of money. So he should be grateful and thankful and they but should have also, gotten he, on like he, a house on fire.
3: And he wrote the song, so it's deserved. Well,
1: I mean, whatever. I'm sure she paid for it or whatever shit. What? I don't know. I don't know enough about it. So she was invited then out to his mansion. Yes. Um. Uh, it was years. It, was, it must have been a couple of years after the song was a massive hit because a huge fight broke out between the two of them. I'll paint the scene right. This is uh, like, what is you'll it find in online. America, is it? Minnesota, I think, is where, where he lived. Okay. Because Sinead did a hot press interview about this, well, it wasn't about this fight, but this fight came up. And I can find the first half of the story uh, in this hot press interview and through a YouTube video interview that she did. And she tells a bit of the fight but what I can find is the middle section of the fight <laughs> which is the bit that I remember. Okay. So Sinead arrives for the first time I don't know whether it was a first time meeting it must have been because they had a conversation about the song and Prince said to her I, don't,
2: I just feel like they're two of the most awkward pop stars that have ever been. Correct.
1: And imagine Ugh. Like I wouldn't Necessarily would want to be At that party To be a guest At that party I forgot an important fact So Sinead arrives To this enormous Wait, house is there a fact In the story Sorry no I should Retract it. <laughs> I am pu- I forgot that. Whatever So she arrives Up to the door Of the mansion Yeah. And uh, the door Creaks open Oh my god And a shadowy Igor like uh-huh. Kind of butler-esque Type man okay. Answers the door mm. And she He doesn't say much And escorts her Into the house And she's <laughs> like Oh I guess he's works for prince he must be the butler or whatever is he cool satan turns out this was uh one of i think well prince's brother called duane oh. who went on to Wait, have prince's a... brother's called Dwayne. yeah <laughs> d-u-a-n-e or something yeah 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 <laughs> Dwayne, is that weird well just like brain and prince, and prince. well what's yeah. prince's real name francis or something
3: I don't know, you tell so us. So anyway, <laughs> you're the with Dwayne the lets her
1: in, right? And she's like, who's this guy? He's a bit weird, yeah. whatever. Yeah. He's just kind of skulking around. He doesn't talk to her, basically. And she's like, okay, this is strange. Uh, and then starts kind of being there in the house. And a conversation about the song comes up and Prince, and she's like, isn't it great? Or how well it's done and blah, blah, blah. And Prince
2: oh, I've revived said your career
1: to her, I would appreciate if you didn't use bad language. I feel like you're... You know, during your interviews and things, don't do that. And she said, "Fuck you." Ah, uh, yeah. And so, all fucking hell broke loose. Right now, the the fighting she said was going on, and uh, they were in the kitchen. There was a, she described the kitchen with an enormous island in the middle of the kitchen, and Prince was making drinks, and they were sort of having this awkward converse fighty conversation. And th- this is the bit that I can't find anywhere. This is the bit in the original Facebook post that she wrote. Then Prince goes away, has a conversation with Dwayne. Prince comes back, and Dwayne appears at the door of the kitchen. And there was a silver tray with two pillows on it. Right. And Sinead's like, What the fuck is that? And Prince goes, We're going to have a pillow. I don't, that's the worst. I wouldn't, I don't know what Prince fucking sounds like. In my head, he sounds like kind of. Kim Kardashian? Well, no, more kind of Michael Jackson, t- uh, like a upper tone. we going oh, to yeah, have yeah, a pillow yeah. fight. Exactly. Correct. Very good. Yeah. Do it again. We're going a- to have a pillow fight, Sinead. Hey, Sinead. It's kind of breathy. Totally, right. But they were sort of fighting as well. So she was like, what the fuck? Uh, okay. Took her pillow. And Prince took his. And they sort of started fighting with a pillow but it's Sinead almost
3: as if you were there Sinead was like <laughs> you're like you're furrowing no, your hear brow me like, like, like almost, I'm just trying like to just remember to to the
1: details no, no, right? Cause this of is that, that unusual then. night so they're fu- pillow fighting in the kitchen with Dwayne standing in the doorway and Prince gives her a wallop with the pillow and Sinead's like there's fucking something in the end of that pillowcase <gasps> like and he goes at her again and she's like, "What the fuck is there's like a book or something hard in this pillowcase?" There's not. I don't have that in my pillow. What's going oh on? My she God. freaks the fuck out. She gets out of what her. This is where the the factoids kick in again because this bit she talks about. Um, she leaves the house at five thirty a.m., which. It's a long-ass time to be there fighting with Prince about saying, fuck you. Yeah. To, opens the door of the mansion, and there's a limo there. And that limo is there to bring guests home. Your man, though, the limo driver, is asleep. And Sinead's like, I don't want to fucking wake him up. This is awkward. Then Prince takes umbrage with the fact that she doesn't want to wake this guy up. And they have another scrap. And she describes running around the car, him chasing her, her spitting at him. Uh... I can't remember exactly what happens then. Then I think she, then the next bit of the story jumps to her running down the hill, Prince in the limo chasing her. She ends up calling into a neighbor's house for help. And that's where the story ends. Now Prince's uh, estate have obviously denied any of this shit happened. But there's something in the way she wrote that post. The Ring of Truth? Yes. So (laughs) then I ended up on this uh, Reddit thread. I think it's prince.org. Mm-hmm. And people and going back and, and forth, right? Talking about how, yeah, there was loads of accusations about Prince Prince, uh, Prince being violent against women and there was various different stories in the press. But anyway, uh, what do you think of that? <laughs> um, um, it, there's a lot of beeping that's going to have
3: to go on in this. <laughs> well, well,
1: <laughs> because if Prince is... A st- well, if, you you know, they're if denying is everything. A state, this is just hearsay. I don't fucking know if it's this true. Is just it's just something <laughs> Sinead said or didn't say. I can't quite remember. It's just a half remember- yeah. <laughs> remembered. And she, it was her half fucking remembering it as well. So by the it time it got quarter, to me.
2: It's one eighth remembered. But isn't it, isn't it an
1: amazing story? Well, it is bizarre for sure. Well, I guarantee, like you find easily parts of that story. It's just a pillowcase section I couldn't find but that really captured but, but my imagination. The that's the real bit. Like the fact that they were on the tray and everything. Yeah. yeah. Dwayne, Dwayne. And she would, then she figured out it was his brother. She was like, what the fuck? Prince's name, by
2: the way, given name, was Prince.
1: How the fuck <laughs> could you call one baby Dwayne? Dwayne and one Prince. What, the, what was the rest of his siblings called? There was I'm, a
2: few of them. I'm just looking. There's the siblings aren't. There's
1: a Taika Nelson. He's a sister. Tyka, yeah anyway there you I go i don't know about this Dwayne character. i t- fully <laughs> believe that there w- that the madness in that house carried on and like i'm sure they d- uh, do you know what happened i'd say they were mad out of it the pair of them absolutely absolutely mad out of it but
3: it doesn't yeah. kind like of we've come this far let's go all the way they were probably absolutely <laughs> off their tits and loads of narcotics Okay, yes, yeah. Prince P or I N S C. Cassie, are you goading <laughs> me? Sinead is this O'Connor. none of this shit gonna end in, end up in Because it's, it? it's a hard. This is a brilliant <laughs> story. Oh, the poor woman! I just feel like she's. Got That's a dark, lot isn't going it? Yeah. On. Um, Jen, I'm sorry.
0: On none the of that can go of in. of
3: November, 2014, the independent.ie published an article. I told him to fuck off. Yeah, it doesn't have anything O'Connor about the pillowcases. She had
1: punch up with Prince. Yeah, I read it, but it's there's it's no pillowcase. The there's pillow no pillowcase bit, but there is Your fave, detail. and the Dwayne section is completely gone as well. There's enough
3: detail there to suggest that it's true. Uh, we can we, we can, can use we it. We can use it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, twas the night
1: before Christmas.
2: My story is about the tragic death
0: of, of the world's Dana slowest talker.
2: Dana, dear Dana dear dear mother to 11 children. Jesus. And also my story is about why Dana had to die.
1: Oh, oh Sophie that was good. Very Thanks. Good. And off the
2: cuff now, I wasn't. Yeah. That's how fast I write a clickbait headline, Very guys. Slow delivery. Yes. I could <laughs> it see. That's what I was making it up as I, was I going along. Oh, I but could see the cards turning. The I liked you gotta build the tension. Okay. So, yeah, that was my top line.
1: Okay, we're in. We're in.
2: Okay. So, Dana Deer was married to John, nicknamed J.S. Deer. And they were from Saskatchewan in Canada, Canadian. And basically, they have like all the makings of just like a golden couple. He was an officer of the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, a Mountie, mm-hmm. which is quite sexy. exciting because they don't exist anywhere else in the world and sexy.
1: Anyway. What was that program that used to have? Was it called Mounties? Mounties. Do you remember that? Yeah. It was like a sitcom. I think i just... Never mind. Okay. Anyway.
2: And she was is quite a noble profession. She was a trauma surgeon ah. um, at a hospital, obviously. <laughs> Not like just
1: kind of a, fr- a freelance out the, out trauma surgeon. So. Yeah, no, no, I'm <clears> self-employed <throat> at the moment.
2: You're like, oh, yeah, are you? And they also um, had a very busy household, 10 kids. How
1: could you? I thought it was 11.
2: Well, Dana was pregnant with her 11th child. Oh, Jesus. In 2012. Darkness. Um. Mm. Also, of their uh, ten children, a uh, few of whom were twins. I can't actually I you can't would... nail down I can't nail down how many of them were twins, but who cares some twins? Like
1: were they even named? You just run <laughs> you clear just out of be names. Like <laughs> you like, who fucking what are you who doesn't matter? You, that one, you yeah. there. Amazing You've got a, The one with the big forehead so That's how you kind of differentiate th- presuming them Presuming they that were Catholic No contraceptive people Yeah I just am like Just getting them all
2: out They probably had dogs as amid well Amid training for surgeon
1: practice out in the garage Sorry, I forgot yeah. Sterilising
2: the garage No she did work in the hospital But
1: I mean that's a lot of maternity leave Oh yeah Do you know what I'm saying So how much actual t- time would she have been there um, yeah. What age was she when she died? Pregnant. Uh, young enough to be pregnant. In her 30s. Also. Sorry. She had 11 children. In, and she was in her 30s. And she was a certain. Oh, this can't be right. She had 10 kids. Now remember, Still. a few of
2: them were twins. Now. Right. They also. Mike, no. The deers did have some tragedy in their lives. So their five-year-old, Cliff. Who's nicknamed Eli. um. His sort of middle name was Elias. And um, he had an ongoing uh, th- battle with cancer. Oh, God. Okay. So he's five years old. What year are we talking? 2012. Okay. So in 2012, he was like on his fourth round of treatment
1: for. These guys had an insanely cancer. difficult life. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And so, like, they actually set up a lot of, like, a big online presence. Okay. For. Their son, Eli, who they kind of nicknamed Warrior Eli. And I suppose they'd like basically really entered into the kind of cancer support community online that was kind of Mm -hmm. around at the time. Still is, of course. And um, Warrior Eli, their page, actually started to get a lot of notice. Yeah. And, you know, they would kind of do things. Lots of people got really supportive and kind of followed his journey, followed their journey. They'd kind of post updates of you know his like his uh, medication Mm. his treatment progress drawings he'd done and lots of stuff like their family life as well and things like that and um they even like some people who were so kind of invested would contact and they'd I mean they really they struck up like loads and loads of friendships through this kind of community and other parents whose children were in similar circumstances and things like that and it was just like a huge kind of support network and they would send out care packages from Eli to some of his kind of biggest supporters that would like have a wristband that they kind of had made um that said warrior Eli and then maybe some of his like drawings or his artwork and mm-hmm. um, and they'd send that out to some of their like most supportive people and um, then on Mother's Day in 2012 the Facebook page um, posted a distressing message urgent prayers needed so Dana Deere's father got on to say that she was fighting for her life and
1: Eli was. Dana. No Dana, Dana,
2: the mother.
3: But used his pa- used the son's page to because they had
2: yeah. like hundreds of thousands of followers. It's better not be
1: going where I think it's going.
2: And so they needed prayers. She's 35 weeks pregnant at this point. Okay. She's just been airlifted to the very hospital where she works as a surgeon. She was actually she was supposed to be on shift that night and she um was uh, in a head-on collision with an out-of-control speeding car. What the f- Okay. Jesus. So then, JS, her husband, um, goes onto the Warrior Eli page to give them an update. So, he writes in his post... Turning on my computer this morning and seeing almost every post on my newsfeed with pictures of my wife and prayers requ- prayer requests for her has been one of the most humbling experiences I've ever had. I'm not a religious person at all. I don't even particularly like the idea of prayer. But I thank every single one of you for your kind thoughts and concern. Not religious. Last night at 12.02 a.m. I lost the love of my life. I lost my wife, the mother of my children and my best friend. She fought so hard to cling to life. He goes on to detail how they basically managed to keep her going until she could deliver a perfect, as he says, baby girl, Evelyn Danica, born just 40 minutes before his wife died. Five pounds, five ounces, 17 inches long. Evie has a little bit of swelling in her face, but other than that, she's perfectly healthy and absolutely beautiful. She didn't even need any help with oxygen or anything at birth. The post goes on. There is, at the time of this screen grab, there was hundreds and hundreds of comments. And naturally. On Facebook. The, on Facebook. And, and is this
3: still there? Like, is, did you you found the screen grab or did you take this screen grab? I,
2: no, I found this screen grab. I okay, didn't take it. it's about to get darker.
3: Mm-hmm. Are you going to tell us that this woman, the surgeon with 11 kids isn't real? Is any of this real? This is so distressing. I'm compl-
1: I actually feel sick. Do you as well?
3: This is like the anxiety I feel about these people who make up fictitious people on the internet and like make give them really complex lives. Like do with whatever sick you want. Children but inv- and car this accidents. idea
1: of luring people in who are grieving themselves or have sick children themselves is beyond Alright, hey, we don't even fucking know. What's happened? <laughs> Sorry, <I'm>, we are. <laughs> I know. Well, basically, I, I just feel ill.
2: The feelings you're experiencing right now, their followers were experiencing on like a huge like. So was there some much suspicion that, that wider level? No. Okay. Initially, so many people were following the story. Yeah, just obviously like, gripped. Gripped yeah. and hoping. Because well, for starters, there was a long gap between like urgent prayers needed and then the news that Dana hadn't made it, but that the baby had made it. Okay. So people were gripped. Exactly. And one such person who was gripped was a woman in Chicago called Taryn Wright. Now, Taryn was recuperating at home in her parents' house at the time because she had had a hip surgery. She was actually a futures trader and she was just laid up.
1: A lot of time in her hands. A lot of time in her hands.
2: And because I suppose she was just recovering from a hospital stay and things like that, she she kind of like found herself in this kind of world. Yeah. And she had kind of started to follow this family on Mm -hmm. Facebook. Okay, And um, so she had watched the whole saga of Mm -hmm. the urgent prayers needed and then the announcement of the death. What tipped her off? And, well, what tipped her off was that
1: it wasn't being reported anywhere.
2: And like the okay. outpouring on okay.
1: Facebook was, was big. Massive. What numbers are we, so we're talking t- 2012. So 2012, so things
2: were teeny bit smaller yeah, back then we're not then, talking maybe. millions of No, but we're here. talking like tens of thousands
1: probably. Enough but to we're certainly probably in. A local news station to pick well, it up. Well,
2: yeah, we're probably in the era of online
1: sites reporting on.
2: Well, we're in 2012
1: and I think famed, say things people. like. Yeah. yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, that's a story. You'd pick it up. I mean, if you a would, journal. like you pick oh. up a story of
3: someone who ran a page that had, a. and we're in the era, like, lest you forget, Catfish is on season 240 or something you're right. now, so that was probably around at the time. Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, think about it. It happened on Mother's Day. She's a young, pregnant woman oh. killed by a speeding driver. The baby survives and is
1: delivered What's safely. What's the name of this that hip replacement, a replacement woman again? huge
2: story.
3: Even without the
1: internet, that's a huge story. So if Taryn's smelling a rat, so is every, some other people. So what I imagine happened was Tara was scrolling through the comments and there was some, one person who said something like, you know, just not calling them out, just sort of, maybe even, I I can't find, you know, this is in my town. My mum works at the hospital I've asked her, there's nobody here. Are you sure you have the hospital name right? Something like that, you know, just to be like, okay, something is awry. Uh, No, no. Yeah, she absolutely got a whiff that something
2: was awry. And she doesn't, I've read interviews with her and I've read like things she's written about this. And she never mentions that there was any kind of suspicions being raised in the comments. What she was really struck by was how invested people were in this emotionally Mm -hmm. And how worried and upset people were. And like, there was also like charity pages set up for Warrior Eli. Yeah. And two different ones. Sorry,
1: are we now suggesting that there's no... Okay. So, hear me out. Okay,
2: so, uh, Taryn Wright felt that something was a bit off here. And there was... So she started to look into the family, all the kind of players... Of which there was many because there was so many children. The couple, Dana and JS, there was their parents, there was all the kids. There was all
1: the kids' WhatsApp Montessori group. So
2: they had loads and loads of friends. You know, like it wasn't like when you look at a catfisher and if you just kind of take one step beyond, you know, it's pretty obvious it's a puppet account, it's only got six friends.
0: Or,
1: you this
2: know what was I mean? A, but how was long,
0: an ecosystem of how people? How long,
1: where did it begin? And, and how also, long ago? So, she
2: started to look back. She could see that there was like a, an entire family saga chronicled in like a decade's worth of online presence. There was like blogs, MySpace pages, family photo albums, or online. Here's one thing she initially was struck mm-hmm. by there was like too many kids. Too many of them
1: were twins. Not enough time to be doing the job you're doing and having all... Th- I, can I just say... The whole, you were suspicious. The whole actual family story starts
2: to read like a soap opera. There was murders in the background here somewhere. Cases of mistaken identities. Like this is all just in their run of the mill family life online on Facebook. Like... Uncle James there Turns out he's not even Uncle James Like shit like that Was being discovered um, Way back in the kind of Dear family past As
1: you're sort of Slowly This This whole story stinks Like who were these Millions of people Buying in Millions of them. There was millions of. Them. They are all guess around. What are you gonna do? You're not necessarily gonna go and deep dive into someone's Facebook page if you see a post it's for a second. You're gonna take it th- for a Facebook.
3: Yeah, fight. time and time and time and time and time again. Is that you get these stories that are too tragic and too you feel, tragic? You feel it's, it's like, like too
2: good to be true and mm, too, too tragic, tragic to, to be true. fake, or you, to,
3: you know, but you you feel like you. Who's gonna be that bastard who investigates that sorry sad tale? Oh Ooh. yeah. like who's gonna
2: show up and be like I demand to see your sick five year old yeah Yeah. Uh, also because most of us just like don't sit around being like I wanna invent a sick kid so okay um, so, Rice starts taking all the family pictures, and there's millions. Like as you just described, there's like an ecosystem of content here, but that's and there is very like
1: complex content.
2: Very complex. They've got kids of all different ages. Exactly. They all, they're in family photographs exactly. together, and depending on age, and yeah, need to it's be the tracking. They're asked, They're it's in. Like, so she went to like she went mm. through J S Deer's profile, into a friend, found a picture of J S and Dana, and one of the sets of twins at like a barbecue they're all tagged mm. in this other person's um account like it just ecosystem looks yeah. so real so anyway she starts like rever- like image searching yes okay, um, and links and um, this a whole bunch of the photographs have been lifted from a south african blogger
1: and mm.
2: um,
1: then With what's more dana dear were they all can i ask were all the members of the family uh did they like one look? whole family or would they dissecting different families like together you know like the human centipede <laughs> but okay. you know what i'm saying yeah.
3: like were they were they possibly were, she, were, were they, they cobbling were, like, together yeah. siblings yeah yeah yeah, they yeah. They or possibly was this made up like were some cousins was it like a little village yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah it takes the village
1: it takes
2: the village. village here's the twins at their birthday party let's have a look Right. Okay. They look like bog standard twins I'd at a birthday party. i see client. like most Little people kids, know. they're like at their seventh birthday party there, probably. If you, but if you were suspicious dad, of someone,
3: right? And you are suspicious of their story. And you went on and you saw there were 12 Facebook accounts for the people of this family. There was friends of friends. They were tagged in other people's mm. photos. you would be like, ah, oh, weird. They're legit, though, as far as I'm concerned. What? Good You'd question. Stop.
1: What makes you go further? Yeah. What made her go further? be like, like all also, the time on her hands, so, it is
2: bizarre. But there's so much. Um, the pictures I think were brought from lots of different sources. In answer to that question, yeah. J.S. the dad also had this like big Yahoo's Answers account. Like it's so funny because some of this stuff is like real old internet stuff, or not old, but like you know MySpace blog and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. And like on the yeah, on his Yahoo Answers account, like he fielded. Uh, questions from parents of cancer patients looking for emotional support like needing advice on how to advocate for their sick family member even down to asking how much to pay a babysitter
1: okay spill who is this person why what's the motive what are we talking about here wait there's even
2: there's like legit there's pictures of chemotherapy drugs there I feel sick. Tell me what's these going are, on.
3: Sorry, can you, we a, and we can should share these. these on
2: Tall Tales Instagram. Actually, but there's also this is some of the care packages that people I was talking are about sending. with the Warrior Eli wristbands, and then look, where are they sending? Like there's a little bit of like five year old Warrior Eli's artwork.
1: I feel these ill. Can you are, just tell these me? These are
3: hand written
2: notes these are hand
3: drawn hand this drawn is a little pictures. car
2: this, sorry this is stuff clouds. people are sending to you.: yeah. like. i'm trying to zoom in enough to read there's little clouds above and little words in the clouds. And i mean this looks like the stuff i have on my own wall at home but like. these
3: are just pictures that you would take on your phone and upload really, really but ha- okay is so it very authentic right
2: locking. got like the scent of blood in her nose and she was like oh, I'm oh, I to would the t- bottom I would of take this. that to the cleaners and actually, myself and depending on the time um, the care packages were
1: the weak link there, I knew there was going to be something you know the way there's like one thing well, you you're just like you gotcha. just
2: need something
1: physical gotcha. that is what you need yeah because everything
2: is in the ether on the internet so come on so Spill. the physical thing was that these had to be posted from somewhere so there was a return address. So she started to get in touch online with people, started to make her concerns known. And she then they all were getting of an sudden, address to send this stuff too. Yeah, but a return address. There was a return address on these packages. Sorry, but is anyway, Eli so
1: sending this out or are they receiving it for Eli? No, they're sending it to people. Sorry. Yeah, okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. No, That was
2: coming from the dears to their supporters, like in thanks. There's a return, return address. Because they're, like, they're, they're all donating
1: money and Yeah, stuff that's what i ask.
2: Yeah. Is there a financial benefit here for the family? Well, there was two charity pages set up in the name of Warrior Eli. How much were
1: they bring raking in?
2: I don't have figures on that, but yes, there is money, like... Here is a screen grab of donations and um, people commenting, and people wishing commenting all the best. So, saying, this is like is this Eli, you're our hero. Bless you, little man, for teaching us about courage and faith. In loving memory, oh, this is so sad. This is a person donating in memory of their $15 own dollars, in loving memory of Caleb Larson, Ethan Josted, Layla Grace, Faith, and many more. I mean, that is really Jesus. So um, he was accepting these donations. So there is... I he mean, d- the highest donation here is $33. Doesn't matter. And the rest are like it's 20 absa- quid. It's, it's
1: total evilness. So hold on. And uh, so,
2: right. So Taryn Wright had started to kind of talk a bit... Um, Where? ...about her suspicions on blogs. Okay. And then f- like, she started to get emails from other people who had, as you said, maybe started to like mm, have a little bit of uh, suspicions... That's when she figured out that all the care boxes that had gone out um, had a return address uh, of a house that,
1: wait, sorry, of a house that. Can I ask you a quick question? Yeah. Returning address is something they write on the box. Is that well? Okay, I don't or know
2: if a return address in is like optional. I think in Ireland, I'm not sure. Maybe they. Oh have yeah, it is. Yeah, you can send it like yeah. So you, you can can write it stuff. on the on the back of an envelope. You can if you address. want.
1: Yeah. you don't have to. You don't have but to. But maybe Why it would came they? from
3: like the post. Maybe it came
2: from the the post. Well,
3: after. there would
1: be a, there would be a tracking system whereby you could they could tell which post office it was posted from. Yeah.
2: Yeah, what but they didn't even see? need that. Like they could see that it was posted from Ohio. Yeah. Um. Oh, and. I'm so, so sorry Did he that. write
1: his address or her address on the box?
2: Yeah. Wow. Emily Deere, Rootstown, Ohio. That's all, nothing more? Yes. And now... So
1: vague. not at the house number. Emily Deere.
2: Yeah. Emily Deere. Same last name as the family. Oh, Tarn- sorry. I mean, Emily. Emily? Well, so Taryn Wright um, found... And Emily Deere all right On one of these donation pages And found that Emily Deere Had donated money in 2013 She'd donated $20 Left no message And Tarn uh, Wright writes That she thought It was just a coincidence At the time Because Who would use Their own last name When creating Such a vast Spoofing con Uh, Surely no one's that Crazy Evil stupid. Anyway, then people started contacting her and saying that the return address is Emily Dear, Rootstown, Ohio. Then, right, um JS s- um said that Emily was actually his sister who lived in the United States and that Sorry, she was where handling Where are they
1: proposing to be? I missed the start. Is this where is the family based or in Saskatchewan? saskatchewan Canada. Canada. Oh, Canada. Yeah, sorry yeah, sorry sorry I forgot that.
3: so i just thought i just still put them in america i was like this yeah, is yeah, so no,
2: classically so american fucking american so anyway he was basically <laughs> saying racist. that postage was cheaper from ohio than it was from saskatchewan and that emily his sister was in charge of sending them all out okay, okay
3: legit story Fine. this family's busy it's got 10 kids one's a surgeon you one's know sick six, yeah they've sick got up to their. Yes, yeah. you'd expect. Well, you'd expect Tarnwright
2: if, did a search of public records and that revealed that the house she went deep was actually she should come on the belonging podcast. to the parents of Emily Deere. Sorry, what uh, the so Emily there's a house deer name on this is old enough to own a house.
3: Emily Deere is like 12, is she? Well, sorry, what are we talking about here? Emily Deere, who's sending out these care packages from Ohio on the behalf of the deer family who have. 10 children and a sick child who JS is claiming to be his sister in Ohio Ohio, looking after all the packaging is in fact a young a very young person a young person living with her parents she still lives at home with her parents according to our sleuthy friend Taryn Wright okay Okay. that's catching everyone up that was brilliant thank you
2: (laughs) thank you that was a really good recap because it does get really kind of complex Keep going. So, um, Taryn Wright confronted Emily and basically said, like... Who are you? What's going on? Who are you? What is going on? Is this just all
1: bullshit? How did she contact her?
2: She contacted her... I know that she definitely had a phone conversation with her. Right. I don't know if the initial contact was email, but I know that they... Had a phone conversation. Also, Tarnwright did kind of like quite an interesting move and published her name. Like, I think potentially before anything was kind of confirmed. Okay. And um, then... So Tarnwright had, had kind of... she cornered Built her, up basically. a little bit of a following about this on her yeah. own blog. Like, and that, that was confidence. gaining traction as well. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, and then... So Emily... Emailed, sorry, actually, it does say it here. Emily emailed Taryn Wright first, spinning yet another ridiculous lie. And then eventually she called her and they had a conversation and she confessed to the whole thing. The whole thing being that none of those people exist. No one. No one. The surgeon Dana doesn't exist.
1: No, it's total fabrication. Warrior Eli. Who is Emily? And what the fuck was she doing? What okay. age is but Emily?
3: Emily's going to be really young because I feel like someone who is believes that you can have 10 children and be a surgeon. Teenage girl
1: territory. And also to be young enough to know not to cover your track or call them after you, your name. And to have your
3: name on the postal box. And have,
1: exactly, return address that she put on there. Silly girl.
3: Silly okay. girl. How? So, did it happen? How did it all
2: this is this is a real like you I said could before nearly you started. imagine this happening to you Jen or me. So basically Emily um started when she was 11.
1: What? Started this when she was 11. She started
2: working on this. Oh my god. This is a quote from Taryn Wright's it just went too um, far. website warriorelihoax.com. Speaking of Emily, Taryn writes, she expressed a lot of remorse about the situation. It started out when she was very young, 11. Wow. And it obviously snowballed out of control.
1: Right, I'm getting, I'm getting sympathy now for Emily. Are you? As an escape for some
2: sad situations in her own life. Yeah. Yeah, so, that
1: is. Like, like, that's the work of a child. There's that no, is, that's, that that's, is that's
3: the imagination of a child yeah. who has built a fictitious, happy, giant family yeah. around her.
2: Okay, okay. But that's, it started when she was 11. It didn't conclude until she was twenty-two and oh, cornered. Fuck right. So, so this kept going till she was twenty. But this girl, but now, this, still, this person yeah, is Cassie. not well. No, not well. I totally agree with that.
1: I think the yeah. Now, I, I think it's it's very important. She started this journey as a child.
2: Yes. So she. I can has see written. how it went along to whom I have deeply hurt. Oh God. Um, I'm deeply sorry for all the pain I've caused everyone. It was never my intention to do so. This all started 11 years ago when I was a bored 11-year-old kid looking for an an escape. From the pain and heartache I saw in my own family. It started out almost as a fiction writing, but the more time I spent escaping into it, the more real it became, quote unquote, real. I'm so sorry it hurt so many real families and so many people out there. And... Oh, I'm swing back around on. again. I'm feeling She for goes her. on now though to she's spinning something here in the next paragraph. Okay. Let's just see what we think. Okay. She says, after several years of writing, I thought I could do some good with my writing. I had read stories of children fighting pediatric cancer and thought I could raise awareness for these kids. Bullshit. That's nonsense. Well, it's
1: an after the fact. Well, it's an accidental potential good that came well, from a big load of shit. That, yes. Well, it's also suggesting that this was her intentional. Exactly, law. which is
2: completely yeah. Well, no, she does say after a few years, she thought she could do some good. But it's, it's all a justification for continuing on, yeah. basically. On longer than after she should have known better kind of thing. God, it's so evil. Um, also, though, interestingly, every penny did go to the charities of the two okay. pages she set up. So this was never monetary, as we've seen before.
1: Never it uh, is. Uh, it with is never, yeah.
2: Samantha Oazapadi. Weird and amazingly wrong remember. As with our nine eleven hoaxer. Nine eleven hoaxer. Yeah. So this she said this was never by personal gain for me. It was an escape and then Once it was no longer an escape, it was for me trying to raise awareness and funding for pediatric (sighs) cancer, although it was completely in the wrong way. Yes, it was. She does say, I am not mentally ill. We all make mistakes. Some such as mine, more grave than others. If I could take back the years of writing, using others' photos, I would in a heartbeat. When I get up in the morning, I'll be removing every page I created it's way past time for me to move on and do something good without harming others in the process. I'm truly sorry to each of the families I've hurt. I would urge you to continue to support ALSF. They have no part in this and they deserve as much support as they can. Mhm. Yeah.
1: So I'm com- yeah. She's her not the worst. She's not the worst we've heard. She isn't. No, but you know She's what she not is.
2: She worst. is one of the most dedicated. I think.
3: Absolutely. Because so
2: what a her like her personas, like numbered in the seventy something different Facebook pages in the end. But
1: she was working on this for eleven years. Like so we this have was like an
2: opus them. of catfishing.
1: You yeah.
3: Well, that's but the that's the length of but time. That, that's what to me suggests that this was, this was a very lonely, isolated person. I know she said she's not mentally ill, but someone who's desperately seeking a world and creating a world for herself. Yeah,
1: I don't think we're talking about mental illness here. This is the fantasies of a child. And then sort of an addiction to this world that she yeah, felt so in control. Yeah, I think that's so it. in control
3: total addiction because yeah. obviously Yeah, she and was, an addiction to all the
2: responses she was getting and, and they're all the emoting. Real, yeah, yeah, they're real exactly.
3: responses. They're real mm. feelings that she's experienced. Real high and what she's getting she obviously liking and
2: engaging. I think that there's like a real lapse in empathy because she obviously can't commute, compute that those are real feelings on the other yeah. end of this too. Yeah. That as much as she's really feeling this, those people that have reached out or are getting support from her or giving her support, that's like they're doing a real
1: emotional labour okay. and stuff. But think of the what the subject we're talking about here. This isn't... She couldn't... Pull the plug on this as easy as one of our other spoofers necessarily. When you're talking about a community of parents with sick children, they, yeah, could, have disappeared. Disappeared. they it, could have disappeared. They could, could have disappeared.
3: Inter- she could have turned off the internet. This is my argument. Just turn Serial. it off. Turn it off. She she couldn't possibly have understood in her early teens. No, you're right. The extent of those impacts, and I don't, and and, and mm. even the the idea, even at 22, empathy, yeah, sure, of how. Affecting that would be for people, or how triggering it would be for people. But it had gotten so big. Yeah, but I think she was just—it she was she just needed like your sympathy, wife. and she was. That was she went to the darkest, saddest thing well, she could find to gain that sympathy well,
1: because because she was embodying a few different like a, a, a lot of di- whose voice did she use for the most part? Who did you hear from? Was it the mother? J S or, JS or the father? Seems to be
2: quite dominant. Okay. But obviously that's because when Ty and Wright started to really pay attention, Dana was already dead. Okay.
3: But before that, it's but kind before of this that very loving it? mother figure who has all of these children.
2: Yes. Okay. Um, it's really interesting. So I read a lot around all of this because obviously... so. There's Munchausen's pro-proxy that is a really famous um, mental disorder that I think it was like the phrase, like the naming of it was coined in the 50s and that is when um, mothers pretend their children are sick or, or they actually sick. make them mm. sick for attention and to get kind of validated and gratification from all the mm. attention and support that they're getting because of their sick child. Um so now they are trying to get Munchausens by internet
1: oh, how recognized interesting.
2: in the DSM, and it is interesting because like obviously, like catfishing isn't like a clinical term, but this thing is
1: you know, is like, it
2: not it's an epidemic kind of relatable
1: yeah. in that is it not part of the human condition already like the kind of First of all, looking for escapism if your if your situation you find yourself in is pretty bleak, mm. then trying to find in others something you're lacking in your own. I mean it's it's not a it's not yeah, a it's yeah. For me in my it's head, very, it's not but wildly I think it's
3: very normal when you're when you're a child and we're at that age to. You know when you're young and you tell everyone that you went down to Wexford and you got the shift? Yes. <laughs> you know, but like it's very normal at that age to make up stories mm. because you, you're you craving something, validation sure. or approval and or everybody whatever does that, or attention. The
1: internet didn't exist then.
3: Yes, and that's why we had parameters that ended those stories. Absolutely. And we had, you know, it was easy. to it, In some ways, it was very easy to get away with them because no one was going to go down to Wexford and try and find the guy or whatever. Of course not. And then just it just faded out and it's fine. You didn't have to continue on because it would just drift in. But like
1: now, now
3: this child needs to create more and more and more and more lies to validate the lies that she had told before.
1: And you know, and it just snowballed. at the time that this happened, we weren't massively, we weren't as computer and social media literate as we are now. So in fact, it's becoming less, you're going to be able to do this less. So there was a period of time, yeah, you know, at the, the kind of golden age that where you could be anonymous. It was say. super easy to but do. But I this and think less so. easy I to think the ca-
3: I think the catfishing. I think that the online yarns are just going to become more complex. Mm, people well, yeah. are going so to acuity, find ways. Yeah, of,
1: and younger and younger people will be able to cover their tracks and be more anonymous, and you
3: know, yeah, it's like everyone yeah. know, and everyone knows now the things that can get them caught. The reverse image sure. searching, the whatever. But I think and if you're emoting online
1: and if you're involved in a community online, do you not have some thing wrong with your... Well, I- you have to have some personal responsibility in that you don't know these people you're talking to. You yeah. don't. Yeah. Do you know? And, but
3: you and don't have enough face to face interaction with people to understand empathy. You don't. What do you mean these, now? Because what? like you, there's so many social cues and and emotions that we develop just by pure peer-to-peer contact yes and if i mean young people i think it was reported in the it was like a report from think house there that on average say 10 years ago young people met their peers it's like 2.75 times a week outside school and now it's dropped like 1.4 like it's nearly it's nearly halved the amount of real life interaction but people are talking more virtually with each other but that That is going to impact how they develop. It's a very, you know, you can't read social cues. You can't read personal Why though? You you can't read people's tone.
1: You know that and we know that. Mm. And the people involved in this community were adults. What what my argument here is that, do do you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like those people involved, grieving pain, people in pain, looking for an outlet and a community. Yeah. We're aware and should have maybe more so. That they can't feel this wronged because they needed to. Well, yes, absolutely. On that hand, but also Mm. the the people you think you're talking to.
2: Yeah. You know,
1: we all know. I know.
2: Look, to be honest, it's a little bit alien to me.
1: I don't talk to people on the internet that much. I was really passively into into, uh, uh, MSN and chat groups when I was a teenager in a major way. Mm. Like, my parents disconnected the internet because I. Uh, they felt I was way too addicted to this and I was and I was trolling people on there and I had various different Mm. personalities on Mm. there and different chat rooms you know were different topics like on Reddit Yeah, and uh, one chat room I was really embedded in and I I got to a stage in there where I really felt like these people were my friends right yeah Yeah, genuinely and I feel I knew them and we were talking about similar topics and we were I was really like connecting yeah and I think it was probably around that time that my mum pulled the plug on it. Yeah, and I sort of came out of okay, like a dream. So you were really like sucked in there, and I was like, Phew. and looking back now, and it was immediate—the disconnect—and I was like, "Fuck yeah, this yeah. is madness!" I but don't you know who can those understand if were.
3: someone doesn't have someone there to pull the them, fucking
1: plug. How yes, much I can understand. It can that. Go down. Yeah, sure, yeah. sure. I mean, yeah, actually, <laughs> yeah. There's loads of different facets to this one because yeah.
2: a few of the different things I read around it also talked about how the cancer is portrayed in like kind of contemporary terms okay. and how like it's like often really positioning the sufferer as like battling it. Yeah, warriors. War, yeah. Here, yeah, like, you know, triumphing and like none of this, by the way, is in any way to do with anyone has cancer, yeah. like, But there is that, but there's as a like the modern tragic hero, yes. Okay. And like things like, um, like the Fault in Our Stars book, yeah. yeah. Um, My like, Sister's Keeper, yes. There's things that What's are that kind of with, with that's Mandy Jodie Moore. Pickle's book, Mandy Moore.
1: Oh, I Walk right. to Remember, yes. Very good. There Gold was like star. a lot of like she media
2: kind of that one. Good
3: yeah.
2: there was a lot of media kind of like romanticizing verging on romanticizing like what is actually a fucking punishing illness and it definitely I think has captured people in a really weird strange way like it, there's almost an attraction about it is there
1: like a trending
2: like thing. we, I know that's weird to say but I that's why I think what I'm kind of trying to say well it's you weird. are we just well, listed are, off so three that's... or
1: four films that are all here's around an interesting side cancer.
2: story that happened the same year wash cancer yeah. so it's later in 2012 and Taylor Swift wrote a song dedicated to a three-year-old boy who died of neuroblastoma, right? God. And um, she had taken words written by his mother on her blog that she'd started to help weather yeah. like that tragedy. Yeah. And after the song was released on iTunes, dozens of blogs by mothers with dying children started popping up many of them actually written by swift-obsessed high school students. Oh, for fuck's sake. Hoping to get their idols' attention with a tragic story of their own. Oh, God. Well, you know, I don't
1: think that's, you know, that is just a symptom, I think, of it being a stage in your life. And I don't, that's not evil. It's just, you know, naivety. You know, know, it's naivety.
2: It's just, I think, just a marker of, like, the time we're living in. Like, Munchausen's by proxy was
1: obscure, you know, 50 years ago.
2: Now everyone knows about it. Yeah. And now Munchausen's by internet is like... But hang
1: on, there's real individual being harmed in Munchausen's by proxy. Yeah, there isn't an, a real life human being harmed. There was no sick kid.
2: Well, sometimes. I mean, no, you no. Know, sorry, on the, the internet. on the internet. So no, Munchausen's no. by internet. So
1: I, I agree that there's probably a term better than catfish, but not as extreme as that. As That's going on, internet. you know? And it... It's just, it, but the thing is, it's so common, and it existed in our teenage years. And like we've talked about this before, people like exactly like your your shit your first shift in Wexford. It's the same exact thing. Yeah, I don't think it
3: it's a, a special, symptom. It
2: does take
3: a very different now. I think you're trying to normalize to it too up, much, Chet. To <laughs> like, I'm sorry about whatever happened terms. to the
2: chat room when you're, and you're a teenager, but like, but 71 not, Facebook profiles. Each with like hundreds of friends themselves is not. I don't think it's an illness. Can I? I no. I disagree. You I think, think it that is. It's, I think that there's something. There's like it's pathological. It okay. Definitely. Well, pathologically I definitely think, lying. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I. Uh, but is it like? I think it's. I has been like, For eleven years, imagine how much that dominated her life. Yes. Like. like the um, real Emily Deere, like if all of this is to believe, there's some like, de- like there's some contention around like what's actually fact about Emily Deere's life. But she appears to have been a medical student for at least a year. Oh, so she had and background. That's how so she, she knew obtained the lingo. Pictures, things. for example. Oh, of uh, medication and stuff well, like that. Well, that puts an that interesting swing on it. Because so if she's there, there watching the real intellect. life suffering to and mimicking it. Yes, exactly. That and is she sick. also has the intellect to get into medicine in college. Yeah. Like, imagine if you actually turned
1: that to something useful. Well, it's like bloggers unveiled. Of, it's an incredibly complex...
2: giving bloggers unveiled way too much credit.
1: But it is, it was pretty complex and took a lot of time. It's like, yeah. you know, when you go into, I don't know, uh, you know, in the movies you see somebody tracking a murder and their walls are plastered with connections to
2: Oh things. yeah, Oh, the, yeah, the, the murder wall. Exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then they've got the, like... The dark room in the Whopper corner, stories, so. yeah, but, but yeah. wait, no, just to like round us off, like yeah. just so just to take us back, actually. So, the Warrior Eli hoax basically became a team of online sleuths, yeah. Like, Taran ended up kind of being the leader of this community now, yeah. Um, and they she even wasn't um, investigated many of the blogs. Oh, the Taylor Swift, the Taylor Swifties. Oh. Had done, though so they didn't reveal the information about those hoaxers. Because well, there you go. This is there an argument
1: to say that the, the internet sort of polices itself. And it yeah, sort of sometimes does. It sometimes it does, and then sometimes well people enough. commit
2: suicide. <laughs> so I don't think it polices itself well mm. enough. Sorry, sorry, not to go. It's no. just I just listened to the last days of all. I feel like you've all come around to my turn off the internet. Turn off argument. the internet, but wait, I have to tell you, right? So then, as I, was, as I was researching all this and stuff, I came across an old Gawker piece, and I was like, "What does Gawker have to say about this?" Oh. I mean, obviously, it's not around anymore, but I had to go and get the tea off Gawker. Fake Worlds Collide is the headline. Woman posed as a boy to seduce a minor. Oh, yeah, then I helped this. solve an online cancer hoax.
3: Oh, she was part of the. No, go on. What has. I keep forgetting. I remember her this name. in the news.
2: <laughs> okay, so. Um,
3: Are you
1: branching into
2: another story? No, I'm not. This is all still very interwoven into that story. So, of the kind of crew in the group that were investigating the hoax, there was a very outspoken. And unusual character, um, named Father James. Per year, according to the Facebook profile, he was a 16-year-old single father who hoped to become a preacher.
1: Uh, well, that's fucking bullshit. He a was 16-year-old single dad. Yeah,
2: who wanted to become a preacher?
1: Is that? It's all quite.
2: I mean, outlandish. Um, he was the one who found. Um, an old photo book at account of the Deers, which obviously had like loads and loads of all the collected photos. And um, he was, a, yeah, really invested in the group of investigators. He was shocked and horrified that anyone would pretend to be someone else online. But in the first week, when the group's members started introducing themselves, um, he posted this really big, long spiel this is a quote from him and now triggery content here. I was raped when I was this age. Then I had a ki- kidnapping and then my twin did this. As, kidnapping and a twin. As right says, just like every kind of red flag all in one post. So then she asked um, per year for pictures of his kids and he sent a photo of a child wearing a Halloween mask and uh, he could Wright just send a said, photograph of himself. I don't really believe this is your child. And then there was no more pictures forthcoming. So then she got pissed off and booted him out of the group because she was super suspicious. Yeah. Then, barely two weeks later, Father James per year turned out to be 24-year-old Massachusetts woman, Carissa Hads, who was arrested in West Virginia... And later pled guilty to posing as p- per year in order to have sex with a 15-year-old girl she had been talking to good on the God. internet for over a year. So that's where I'm going to conclude that tale of catfishing within catfishing. Very good. It was the interstellar
3: Do you know
1: what's good about it? It's good because she was a child when it began. So there's some... It's interesting. There's
3: some sort of there's some sort of she's, there's a
1: claw back there. Yeah, yeah. For me, anyway, if she's to be believed. Thank you, South. That was whopper. <sighs> I'm gonna be dreaming about that, that, has, that tonight.
2: Yeah, that has. That I has, never heard it before. Did you? No. Funny enough, I was gonna text you and say. I'll say a name and you tell me without Googling it if you think this Had is too famous. you can't to ever
3: do that to me because I you will, will Google. Google it. You think I it's too famous? I don't think that's... My instant reaction when you started telling this story was I wanted to pick up my phone and Google it. And this I is didn't. a real
1: Cassie story. I'm surprised you took this. I'm surprised you sort of hadn't.
3: This is the kind of thing that I live for, but I'm this getting more kind of and more concerned. Like I'm getting... We started s- the creep type. <laughs> I'm getting just so creeped out by the internet of late
1: I'm excited for more I know I That's really I feel like we got into follow. our swing this this. although I didn't hear from you I yeah, commented Cathy quite just, a bit <laughs> I think uh, yeah I'm excited for next. thanks for listening thanks for listening follow all the creep dive
2: goings on at Tall Tales Podcast on Instagram Instagram and um, maybe
1: we'll put up some pickies from this story there yeah we'll, we will we'll so we'll if you are listening and you want us to deep dive into something
2: Oh yeah, to send us over tips if you want. Send,
1: yeah, if if can you can wanna... DM them to Tall Tales Podcast. You
2: yeah. can DM them, or you can send
3: them to hello at dot or just or say You hi. can
2: shape them into a roughly. 2,500-word doc. <laughs> you all the details, any of your pithy takes one of us will just read it. <laughs> yeah. That's how it goes Save us the legwork. <laughs> we have a
3: whole team of researchers putting together <laughs> these stories.
2: We're just the face of or
3: the Or I creep. can just tell
1: you uh, something I half remember that someone else uh, half yeah, <laughs> yeah, remembered.
3: You just come and tell us I'll shout out my
2: sources libelies. if I may. I'd so, d- warriorelihoax.com is Taryn Wright's website. Also, gawker.com referenced and WashingtonPost.com. this is just I where it. I go That's I read all these books and theguardian.com not,
3: not say oh there's something I remember and I cross right <laughs> <with laughs> <No>, we've all <laughs> got our my skills <laughs> we're all
1: bringing different things to the table <laughs> the
2: thing to know is your strengths
1: correct
2: and what are your strengths Jen tits I know you just went Great straight tits. for them touching yeah. wise okay bye bye bye, bye.